What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Cold Shower Podcast. Today's is a little bit shorter, kind of a quick-hitting episode, but before we get into the episode with Quinn and my buddy Grant Peering, I wanted to remind you to check all the links that are available in the show notes if you want to keep up with what we have going on with Cold Shower. I link to things like all the social media profiles that we have available, the website where you can read past blogs, listen to the, the podcast episodes, And then also, don't forget, if you haven't left a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts for this podcast, please do so. I received a couple of new ones last week, and as always, they warm my little heart. And it really does go a long way in showing the legitimacy of the show. We have excellent, excellent content, and I know there's a lot of you out there that are taking that in. And if you could just take a couple seconds out of your day and leave a review, it really, really does help. I mean that. Now, also, I want to remind you guys of our sponsor. They're the same ones that we've had for the last few episodes, Lammy Wellness Tea. Now, they are reinventing a classic beverage. They have teas for all times of the day, and I really, really appreciate that. I've started to utilize them really throughout the day. So they're offering morning teas. So those are going to be things that are going to be more energizing and awakening to get you off on the right foot as you face the challenges of the day. And then they also have the all-day teas, which are flavorful and fruity. I've started to make iced teas out of those just as something to keep me hydrated and to sip on and keep me kind of busy when I'm just sitting at my desk twiddling my thumbs. And then there's also the evening teas, which are a little bit uh, smoother and more relaxing and so can kind of help you ease your way into the evening and into the night as you try to get rested up for the next day. Now, these guys are really doing it correct. They also offer things like national park blends where a certain amount of the proceeds will go back to benefit the national parks. They plant a tree for every order. Just incredible things as they're doing the best that they can to care for the environment as well as provide a quality beverage to you. They even did... uh, provided some drinks for our live event that we did last week, and it was awesome. He brought his hot water. He brought every tea that he offers, and from there, he was taking custom orders. So he didn't just have big jugs of tea sitting around. You told him what kind of tea you wanted. He would heat up the water for you. He would put his loose-leaf tea into a bag, tell you how long to steep it for, tap you on the shoulder when it was time to pull the bag out so that your beverage tasted the best it could, And man, I just really appreciated it. And it is such a quality beverage. So check out what they have going on at LammyWellness.com. And I will also link to them in the show notes. Okay, now on to the introduction for our episode. I was able to spend some time along with my buddy Grant with Quinn Morris, who helped found Stand Up for Great Lakes. Now, what that is, is that's an organization that helps raise awareness as well as funds to protect our Great Lakes, as well as the inland lakes that reside within our state. Which again, if you live in Michigan, you should have an understanding of how important the lakes are to us. They aren't just about being able to hop into your boat and water ski all over the place. No, actually a lot of people's livelihoods depend on the lake and the lakes, whether you know it or not. And so the stuff and the work that they're doing through Stand Up for Great Lakes is just beyond exceptional. And I was super excited to get Quinn on the podcast. What we did is we actually went to his house. 
where he has a awesome home gym setup. Like I'm boiling with jealousy. It's so sweet. And then he has a sauna as well as an ice bath, which is actually an old wine barrel that he filled happily with water and with ice. And then we did a workout followed by some switching between sauna and ice bath. And I think he said the water was like 35 degrees and the sauna was 200. So that is quite the difference in temperature there. But I'd seriously never felt better than when I uh, did the workout with him and Grant and then switched and alternated between the sauna and the ice bath and just the benefits that there is with that. So today's conversation, it was kind of a shorter one than I'm used to, but we totally plan on getting Quinn back into the studio because he's going to explain a little bit more about what he has going on with Stand Up for Great Lakes. But the conversation today was kind of more geared around just seeking discomfort, finding ways that you can better yourself and realizing that a lot of times that is not going to be something that we always want to do and the activities are going to be difficult. And I can readily admit that the workout that Quinn put me through, which he is a savage, he is in much better shape than I am, which obviously he would have to be for the work that he's doing with Stand Up for the Great Lakes, and he will explain what that means. But yeah, I spent a little bit of time next to the puke bucket because the interval training that we were doing was just something I was not used to, and I have a bunch of excuses. But the point is, I am super, super glad that I was able to step into his world for a little bit, get a peek at the type of mindset that he utilizes get owned physically in the world that that he inhabits so comfortably and gain a perspective for really the the improvement that I can make in the room that I have for growth. So I hope that you guys enjoy this conversation with Quinn, myself, as well as my friend Grant. And like I said, we will be getting him on for a longer episode. But as for now, enjoy this one. It was a lot of fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Cold Shower Podcast. Joined by two gentlemen, we just had quite the experience, an immersive experience. Uh, Quinn Morris had us over to his place, and we did a whole variety of things. Exercised, uh, saunaed, ice bathed. Now we're recording a podcast to break all of that down, talk about it a little bit, and then also highlight uh, what Quinn has going on. And uh, then we wanted Grant to hop in on this, too, because he experienced all of it with us. And it was pretty sweet. Quinn, you're kind of a madman, dude. Yeah. Thanks for coming. I, I love uh, putting people yeah. through the, the torture chamber. I like dude. to call it time travelers. Yeah. Wait, wait, why? Why do I like it or why do I call it that? Why do you call it that? <laughs> so time travelers bring back the clock. I mean, you, you go through that tough stuff together. It's uh, it's kind of age leaving the body. And I love seeing people get out of their comfort zone and, and, and kicking ass. So yeah, it yeah. was you awesome. definitely put us out of our comfort zone today. <laughs> a lot of sweat, a lot of like almost puking. So, yep, yep. but I mean, that's where life is, is out of the comfort. So, yeah, it's like, so I told you that I hadn't done any like high interval training type stuff and we'll figure out later in the episode why you probably really uh, utilize mm-hmm. that type of training for the yep. stuff that you do. <clears throat> but it was a, a wake up call for me because my body was not not used to that yeah it's awesome though man because yeah you gotta explore those dark areas sometimes well you told me that you weren't into interval training after i'd already written the workout so <laughs> dude i didn't want to i didn't want to sway you one way or the other i just wanted to do what do what you do and uh yeah we yeah, were training was, for life today it was, yeah. it was, it was cool so it's good working out with 
friends too because it's one thing to go to the gym by yourself and get a few sets in and listen to music but when you got buddies around you pushing you and making you almost throw up that's a whole different experience and it's the best way to meet somebody like so today was the first time i'd met yep. you and uh dude you kicked you kicked it so yeah i, I mean i tried um <laughs> yeah i was down by the bucket at one point it was during the sets of well let's tell them what we did for the first so we did 12 rounds of what on the minutes so we did the push-ups yeah. we did pull-ups deadlifts you want to go through the rep yeah. count yeah do it so we did seven push-ups and we did seven air squats three pull-ups five deadlifts and then you had to finish that on the minute and um and then once that minute was over you had to start over and yep. then after on six of those we had we added two reps to everything and then the last one we doubled the reps on on that and by the end you had zero rest and yep. you're just going 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 sweating and and uh it's a good good burn sounds like nothing when you're saying seven push-ups <laughs> I know. at the end of that right all of those exercises first, we were dying yeah the first round we're all like laughing joking oh this isn't so bad we have 20 seconds and then as you get more tired you have less rest time and that's a great way to warm up <laughs> right right yeah a warm-up um, yeah it was it was crazy because i looked at it at first and i was like yeah this won't be this won't be bad and obviously you knew what you were doing so you knew what we were in for yep but um i mean that's some people's workout right there, right and that's our warm-up yeah i mean that was dope yeah that was really cool and then after that so I survived that, and then after that, we did we went upstairs, and what we we did chest flies. Yep, yep till burnout. So we burned out our chest, and then we hit up. Uh, we we took turns with that, and then we did the the bike sled yep. pull squat. Mm-hmm. We did a little rotation with the the ropes <coughs> as fast as we could. Oh yeah, biking as fast as we could for thirty seconds, and then rowing thirty seconds yeah. fast. Yeah, got up to the squats. Pretty heavy squats and a really heavy sled push and pull. Mm-hmm. So we pulled it and then pushed it and did three rounds of that. And that's when you started grabbing the bucket. And <laughs> yeah. <you're> like, <laughs> yep. But that you finished. Nice. Yeah, you, you finished. Yeah, I finished. I had to finish. It was um, round two. I'm not, like, scared of throwing up. Like, I know that I actually would probably feel better after that. Yeah. Um, but, man, it's like, yeah, when you get that, like, little dizzy feeling or the upset stomach and you're like, yeah. all right, I'm uh, exerting myself. A little bit too much, but yep. but like that's kind of the point you have to reach, mm-hmm. I think too, because I wasn't compromised like physically. I could still do it, right. but I just might be puking at the same time. Yeah, it's hard to like he said earlier. It's hard to get that way by yourself too. Right. You yeah. need that group, and on Tuesday Thursdays we have huge groups in there, and it's so nice to you know accountability, but also pushing each other, and yeah. that's why. Like you didn't puke, but you're you're definitely on that edge, and I love seeing people right there. I do. It's <laughs> like, it's it's not like I want to see you be tortured. It's just cool to see people, like I said, get out of that comfort zone and like and and experience life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When's the last time you worked out by yourself and almost made yourself puke just right. by right. what you were telling yourself to do? Right. That group group's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so for me for my workouts, it's always that struggle of like, all right, let's. Let's get this set, and then, especially, like, if I'm on a... I don't go on the treadmill a lot, but every time I go on the treadmill, I start bargaining with myself of, like, okay, well, actually, like, you don't have to do as much because, Mm -hmm. you know, really, it's not as important as, you know, what you think. Yeah. And then you never reach that point that you are supposed to reach or that you could reach when you have other people around. And that's what everybody does day in and day out is, like, all right, well, I'm not going to work out today, 
but I will add a little extra to my workout tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then you go to the gym the next day and you're like, yeah, but I don't really have time for that extra. So I'll just do my regular thing. And yeah, it's always like bargaining and making deals with yourself and you can't usually hold up your end of it unless you're with a group of people, I think. Yep. I also think if you have something that you're working toward, people can do that by themselves. So if you have this goal, this race, Mm -hmm. this something, and you're really motivated, um, like when we talk about the paddle later, I mean, that's why I do that stuff and that's why I I can. But I think you're right. You do bargain. You're like, ah, instead of three sets, I'll just do two Mm -hmm. today. I'm feeling a little tired. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you do have to have... Having a goal helps because... Then you have the understanding of like, okay, if you bargain with yourself today, that thing that you were trying to accomplish is going to be that much harder. Yep. Sometimes it's like, you know, like I told you, I have this deadlift goal coming up that I'm going to try to test before the end of the year. So for me, that's reaching a goal of lifting a certain weight. So it's it's an event, but also it's not like what you're talking about or going to talk about with your paddling where... When it's time to show up, like you have to do it. Yeah, you have yeah. no choice. Yeah, if you're not ready for that, that's gonna be right. a bad But even day. If, if you don't, if you don't make your goal, you're gonna be pissed at yourself. Right. You know. And if I don't make it, I'm gonna be really pissed. I mean, it's a lot of work and time and dedication and like, and you're letting yourself down. If you say you're gonna do something and you don't do it, I mean, that's that's a key to like depression, like mm-hmm. setting you back a little bit. I mean, you can use that as motivation too. But man, if I went out on one of these lakes and it was glassy. And it was on me, and I couldn't make it. Yeah, you know, if it wasn't like condition wise, and I mm-hmm. couldn't make it, that's and it's on me. I mean, you feel you're mm-hmm. letting your team down, you're letting yourself down, and that's mm-hmm. not a place you want to be. Yeah, well, I can imagine too, like especially if you say you make it seventy five percent of the way, <clears throat> the goal was to make it a hundred percent. So you're not going to go finish that twenty five percent in two weeks when you feel better, right? Like you did seventy five percent for nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think exactly. Yeah. Like, tell them, like, what, what we're talking about with the paddling. Like, what's yeah. the idea behind that? So, a few years ago, um, we started Stand Up for Great Lakes, and we, it was started as a goal to just cross Lake Michigan. Uh, 60 miles, you know, just kind of a thing. You stand on the shore of Lake Michigan, you can't see the other side. It's just like, well, can we do this? And then we're like, well, if we're going to do it, let's do it for a charity. And we got all this buzz and all this attention and like people were seeing what we were doing. Most of them called us crazy and like idiots, you know, and uh, we're like, better not get the Coast Guard called on you and stuff. And when we did it, we raised 10 grand. We gave that check to, you know, the Alliance for the Great Lakes and it felt so good. And we're like, let's keep this up. We we have a, a opportunity to make real impact on something that we love so much. So then we started planning the next lake, Lake Huron, and and when we did Lake Michigan, it was like the hardest thing I've ever done. It was like 32 degrees, 37 degree water, um, freezing cold. You know, I wasn't even going to bring a dry suit or anything, and I wouldn't have made it. And like we we had two four-foot waves coming at us at the end, barely made it. My hands were like, they were wet, and my feet were wet the whole time, so like that white, you know, and... Mm -hmm. It, just the hardest thing I've ever done. But what time we, of year was this? One? This was June, but it was right after oh, that wow. polar vortex winter we had. It was yeah. like 15, yeah. and the water was still cold. June 21st, and wow. it was like we couldn't take breaks after a while. And um, so yeah, so we we have the goal of crossing all of the Great Lakes. We started a nonprofit where we teach kids to paddle, and we we get into schools and a bunch of other things as well. So that's dope, that's man. In a nutshell. <clears throat> yeah, and like the workout that we did today. 
I mean, I could tell that it was geared towards that type of activity. So some of the BOSU ball, like stuff that we did where you're really stretching your feet out and having to utilize those small muscles. Um, but the thing for me about, so I don't do like a ton of paddling, but you can explain it to me. To me, it seems like all shoulders. Mm-hmm. But I imagine when you're going those long distances, you have to like direct that energy to other parts of your body too, probably like a lot of lats or whatever it is, yeah. and then compensate too when you start one muscle gets tired. Like, How does that process work? Yeah, with technique, I mean, it's it's a full body paddle when you do it. I mean, you're turning your body, you've got your core, you've got your lats, like you're saying, your back, your shoulders are, are a big part of it in your arms. But if your technique's right, it should be a full body and a lot mm-hmm. of core mostly because your, your arms are extended, they're straight. Um, it just depends on the conditions too. You know, if it's glassy calm water i mean it's it's a lot easier right but i mean you know the great lakes they're so unpredictable that you got to be ready for anything like we've hit side chops for 12 hours we in on, on lake erie we hit the whole time was a head headwind so we're fighting that was more shoulders just trying to keep that momentum going you know you go forward take a break and you're coming backward you know so it's uh when we train it's training just for life for me like i want to be able to mountain bike i want to be able to you know run i want to be able to do all this stuff well and then on top of it cross a great lake on a paddleboard how long did that first one take it was 24 hours so it took 24 hours straight we do it we have all our supplies on our boards with us you know we don't we have a safety boat with us in case things happen really for our family you know, we love yeah. people. Love us. You know? <laughs> Be kind of irresponsible. Yeah. The whole purpose is to is to raise awareness and funds for the Great Lakes. We do it by crossing. We get like, what are these guys doing? That's crazy. Oh, they're raising it for this. Oh, what is this? Oh, there's plastic in Lake Superior. Holy cow! Maybe we should do something about that. All right. Oh, there's algae blooms in Lake Erie. You know, people. Like, we know that stuff because we live here. But, like, you talk about that and people in, like, Colorado or California, they're like, really? That stuff's going on? So to, like, get that national coverage is important to protect them. So Yeah, that's that's crazy. And how, like, doing activities like that is such a good way to create awareness because, again, when you're entering, we talk about entering, like, the discomfort or getting out of your comfort zone for a workout or whatever it might be is – like now I know where I stack up and what I need to work on Mm -hmm. if I ever want to participate in that. But also you're doing something that most people aren't willing to do. But then they're like, well, if I'm not going to paddle across the great lake, at least I can send 10 bucks or something. Exactly. Yep. And that's why, that's what we kind of try to get people to see. Like maybe they take what we're doing and maybe they're inspired to, yeah, go to a beach cleanup or pitch in 10 bucks. But this sauna ice pass that that we did today mm-hmm. in the workout, if you notice, it's like hardening the mind too. You're going past like that comfort, and that's what mostly the lake crossings are. It's physical, of course. You're dead tired at the end. You got to stay up 24 to 30 hours straight paddling, but it's so much mental. It's like you could give up at any time, but you have people that donated. You have people that are supporting you, putting comments and like. It's it's bigger than you, so you're like, there's no way I'm stopping. You know, mm-hmm. your arms are killing you. You you're tired. You can barely keep your eyes open. But when you have that support, it's uh, there's no way. It take a lot to stop. Yeah. So that's where that mon- mental toughness here starts. And then you get out there, it's a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's talk about the sauna and the ice bath. So like, we'll go around in a circle. Quinn, we can just start with you. I want to know what's going through your head 
when what did we start with sauna or the ice bath we did ice first yeah we did ice first yeah. which i was nervous about because i was like <laughs> I, th- I knew i could handle the sauna probably easier than the ice bath yep it's comfort um, right yeah because yeah. like people i think maybe would rather be warm than cold i don't know but when you said we're starting out with ice i was like great yeah i'm pretty much at my regular body <laughs> temperature probably and i'm jumping in the ice bath so what was what goes through your mind typically when you're sitting in the ice bath for a period that's uncomfortable for you? Because you probably can stand it a little bit longer than we can. But yeah, I mean, you build up the resistance. But when I'm sitting there, think I think of the paddle. I think of like what this is doing for my mind. Like I can go ten more seconds. I can go ten more seconds. You know, you keep setting those goals. And I set goals for you today. It was like first one, just hop in. You know, shock the body a little bit. Second one, thirty seconds. Third one, over a minute. You know. And I guess just, you know, I know they're going for that long, so I got to kind of beat them. Mm -hmm. And it's a little competitive, but it's like also what inspires me to do that stuff is not everybody does this stuff. Like it, it's not like I want to be different, but I kind of think that in my head, like not everybody could do this. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to be just the same fish in the stream, the same, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Yeah, You want to be different. Yeah. 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 What about uh, Grant for you when you were sitting in the ice bath? What yeah. was going through your head? Um, you know, I'm sort of weird. I really enjoy cold water okay. a lot of times. Uh, so, I mean, obviously it's not any easier. It doesn't make it easier. But kind of like Quinn said, I lo- enjoy the unique experience that it gives you. And not everybody can do this or is doing this or wants to do this. Uh, so just being in there, sitting and taking it in and knowing I'm getting a little bit better in some way. Mm-hmm. Um then that's all all the convincing I need to hop in after yeah. my buddies. It's right easier on. when people are doing it too oh, yeah. with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, no. I'm not gonna go <laughs> jump in the frozen lake by myself probably. Yeah. But, right. Um yeah, it always feels good. And afterwards. everyone thinks you're crazy right. when you tell them until they try it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Until Thanks. you try it. Yeah. And then you're hooked. Yeah. Well it's fighting against like all the human instincts. So mm-hmm. as humans we're designed to seek out comfort and warmth except now we've arrived at the place like in society where there's too much comfort agreed so it's like comfort used to be a way of surviving so that meant like this cave is warmer than the other cave Mm -hmm. and now it's like you know this lazy boy is softer than (laughs) the other lazy boy so i'm gonna get that one yeah and uh when you have been so inclined to seek comfort and then you do an activity like the ice bath you're fighting against like your human instincts and whatever else too of just the fact that it's physically at the time is like not comfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's like ugh, I was sitting in there and just to paint the paint the picture, you couldn't have a better spot of where this ice bath and the sauna is. It's mm-hmm. like on a bit of a I don't know risen glacier a, cut hill. I like yeah, it's a glacier it. cut <laughs> hill. Um, but you're looking back into the woods and we're at like peak colors right now in northern Michigan. And then you sit in the ice bath, which is this really like retro looking wooden barrel that's fits a grown man in it. And then you just an old wine barrel and then you sit in it and go down to about your neck and you spend, like he said, first was just a dip where you completely submerge. So your head too, and then you go for 30 seconds where you're sitting in it for 30 seconds up to your neck. And then at the end you submerge your head. And then the last set that we did was a minute and then submerge at the end. And I think my mind could not wander past just how uncomfortable I was. Mm -hmm. Like I could do it, but my feet hurt so bad. (laughs) Like the feet were so cold because they're at the bottom of the barrel and 
you know, they're a lower extremity. They're really far away from your heart. And it's like, yeah. just, they got so cold, yeah. but yeah, then you get out and you find out that your body is still functioning and you feel a lot better. You're like, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's no better feel like my lungs right now. just from breathing in the sauna and then doing the cold bath is they feel like three times bigger than what they were before I came. It's kind yeah. of weird to explain, but yeah, that's one yeah. of the cool things too. It forces you to kind of push your body past what you would typically do. And then you learn from that and you, you can say in the next experience, that's somewhat similar like this. Oh, I can go just a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Yep. Obviously you're not going to want to stay in the ice bath all day because right. you're hypothermia, <laughs> but yep. doing stuff like that, that pushes you past the mm-hmm. comfort zone is a good lesson for sure. Yeah. And, not many people practice it. Right. It was awesome to be able to to be able to do that. I think so, you nailed it on the head too when you said like we're in a world of comfort. Like mm-hmm. everybody's comfortable all the time yep. and they don't get out of it. They have heated like steering wheels, heated yeah. seats, yeah. heated car. They can start their car up from their phone like they that's human instinct. You want to be comfortable, mm-hmm. but w- this whole thing is about being uncomfortable because that's where life is. Dude, you feel so much better. You feel like, alive. And think about what the ice is doing to you. It's like they used to back in the day put you know psych patients in cold because it's linked to antidepressant feelings. You your body releases these mm. like hormones that like make you feel good. Mm. So we're in there. We just did a workout. We're getting the inflammation out of all of our joints. Mm. You know we're athletes. We we're moving all the time. Then you go in the heat, which is heals right. It's healing everything. All that inflammation's out of the way. And then we throw steam on it, which gets in our lungs with yeah. eucalyptus. I mean, you come out. You got everything out of your pores, which they they say you're tox- there's toxins in, on your skin from just day to day activities. You got all that off you. You sweat out some excess salt. You know it's just like the dude. cider from last night. Yeah, yeah, the cider. cider. Most of the liver, probably liver is most of that, but um, right. probably some trace alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Probably, yeah. But I mean, just think about that. Like I, I love how you said that. Like we're in a world of comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People don't want to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And, like. You know, they always want to be cozy, and yeah. that's not that's yeah. not where you feel your best or do and your best. The more we progress with society, progress, I say that in quotations, mm-hmm. the more we progress with that and technology, it's we're moving further and further into just being comfortable all the time, which mm-hmm. is great, but at the same time, if you're not ever stepping out of that, then you're not mm-hmm. experiencing the ups and downs of life and the joys of getting through discomfort and what that brings afterwards, because yep. if you're always comfortable all the time then you're not going to learn to appreciate anything else oh exactly yeah. i mean but, how good do we feel right now yeah. i feel like yeah. a million bucks drink feel beer yeah really really good yeah i do yeah yep yeah th- that discomfort thing is something i'm fascinated by because it's like a lot of people especially if you're not active in some way so there's levels to who's active here i will say that i'm definitely not at quinn's level in terms of activity who is but right <laughs> but for me, like the one thing I realized, and I I had read it somewhere, was talking about how there's like chronic back issues, like that people might have just as a whole, like people's back hurts, and it's from sitting too much or doing whatever. But then they get it in their mind, like, well, I can't do deadlifts because that's gonna hurt my back. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to get a grip. What's hurting your back is you hunched over at your desk all day. Yep. So your back hurts from lack of movement, not from doing some movement safely. Right. Mm-hmm. Weak cores, too. Yeah. 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 Weak cores, weak, your back hurts. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So the one, the one thing I've done more the last couple months is doing these little 10-minute walks. So when I'm at, at the office, I'll do like three 10-minute walks a day. And even just going at a brisk pace, 
with a walk is something that most people can do. Mm -hmm. And then by doing that, like if I have a, a heavy deadlift session coming up in the evening, I definitely didn't want to just sit at my desk for eight hours with no movement. But I think some people think that way. They're like, oh, you can just sit around and then you can exert energy. No, you're not priming your body like to do that mm -hmm. type of stuff. And if I sit too many days in a row and I'm not moving around, my lower back just like feels like yep. it's crumbling. I get yeah. depressed, man. Yeah. If I yeah. sit in a meeting all day, I just like, I, I need to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, and just come back to the sauna quick. Just yeah. like that conversations that we have in there too. I mean, yep. that's another kind of cool thing I mm -hmm. like to talk just, about is just you're half naked. You're kind of vulnerable, mm -hmm. yep. but I mean, it's darker. You're going through something tough with somebody else, which I think is important. Like you kind of bond, mm -hmm. but then like just the conversation is so casual. There's no phones, no electronics, mm -hmm. like you're with the person. So like you're, you're struggling, you're going through something tough, you're out of your comfort zone, but yeah. they're doing it too. And like, it just brings you closer. And that, that human relationship connection is like, they say is the most important piece yeah. to life, right? Oh, for <laughs> sure, man. Yeah. And we're joking around and yep. All jumping in, ice bath. Yeah, yep. dude, it was sharing sweat. <laughs> yeah, I was like stepping in your sweat, you're stepping yeah, in mine. Yeah. Exactly, was awesome. sharing sweat. Yeah. I taste a little cider tonight. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, tell them about the the sauna too, so we can go around and say what we were thinking in the sauna because it's this big, beautiful barrel sauna. So it's like a giant barrel on its side with a door, and then it's a wood stove in the yep. in the back end with rocks on it, and so you can add steam to it which we did more near the end, but it was at about 200 degrees, like yep, on 200. average. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are, what are you thinking when you're in the sauna? Like you're, you're having conversation, but do you ever go in there alone and you're trying to kind of get through something yeah. by yourself? Some of the best times are alone too. Yeah. Like when I don't feel like having conversation, I'll go in there and I actually stretch, mm. but just sitting there in silence, uh, especially in the heat of the, or the dead of the winter. Um, my favorite still with people. Yeah. But, uh, just that, you know, the ice is really tough for people. Everyone's like, you're crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy with ice. But then that sauna is no joke. It's not just like a normal sauna at a hotel. Mm -hmm. Like we crank that thing up because there are there's some science talking about high heat proteins that mm -hmm. are helping your body with aging and like depression, all these things. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to go farther this time. And so like, you know, I'm going, it hurts. It's you're sweating. You want to get out but you just go and just all that mental toughness stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's my favorite. And just, just being an athlete, just recovery. Yeah. So yeah. that's in my head. Yeah. What about you, GP? Yeah. Same thing. I mean, it's you, like you said about the ice bath, you kind of don't really get an appreciation for it until you do it. Um, and a sauna sounds like no big deal. It's just a hot box, but sitting in there at 200 degrees for a long time, especially with the steam on it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just, a different experience and it really makes you slow down and focus on the people that are there and what you've got pressing on your mind and there's no distractions besides the steaming pipe two feet away from me so <laughs> right. yeah it's really just a good time to connect with two other half-naked dudes yeah, yeah exactly yeah and I, I mean i told quinn i would go to the sauna at the y and you're surrounded by old naked dudes <laughs> and the temperature is probably like they don't even have a ther uh, thermometer thermostat yeah. in there and so it might only be like 170 degrees like who knows and then you get in some real heat and it starts to become a challenge yeah. and you're just having to remind yourself of like the basic functions of the body so you're mm -hmm. like 
you're not dying. It seems like it. Just breathe. Yeah. And so then yeah. you're reminding yourself to breathe, and you're like approaching each breath as an individual thing. And then eventually, yeah, you yeah. get out of there and you feel the benefits of it. And it's awesome. Yeah, especially at the end with that steam, it was hard to even yeah. take yeah. a breath. Yeah, that was nuts. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Quinn was pouring steam, and then you like put eucalyptus in the little bit in of the water. Yeah, yeah. Help water on open the up the airways. Like when you're sick, you go in there. Ooh. Dude, it, it, I, I notice that if I, I get sick, I go in there, it gets worse right away, but I recover quicker. It almost like mm. brings it out, mm. and like I'm worse for the next like, one day, and then I, it's like huh. so much faster. Yeah, that's I notice that. It's kind of cool. There's so much science out there that support the sauna ice bath. A lot of people are like, oh, all the science is from like Finland because they're like, mm-hmm. trying to sell, you know. Right saunas but from my personal experience having it for four years i can say the science is real i mean all the i mean i've had injuries i've had like sickness i do this two to three times a week with people and um it's just it's inspiring to see that a thing that actually works yeah Yeah. like that i can share with people that's my favorite part is like Mm -hmm. having you guys over and yeah and, and sharing it. Yeah. So it's just heat and cold. It's yeah. not like you're heat and cold. doing anything wild or right. right. crazy. Ancient practice mm-hmm. like in some cases. Mm-hmm. And all the top level athletes like do that stuff. So yeah. when you watch LeBron James, he's sitting in an ice bath. Mm-hmm. Pretty much after every practice, I'm willing to yep. bet. Inflammation. Yeah. And just yep. keeping that stuff down because that's how you maintain longevity and be able to withstand 24 hours straight of paddling like it's nuts yep. man it's awesome yeah i mean look at those guys they're they're playing sports longer and longer mm-hmm. i mean look at tom brady yeah you know it's right. pretty awesome like he's like athletes, 65 now isn't yeah, it? yeah, <laughs> like that. yeah i mean their athletes are going longer and longer and they, i mean it's this kind of stuff i mean yeah it's yeah Dude, he's gonna be coming after your like blood or something. He's gonna transfuse <laughs> it into it. <laughs> yeah, I need that twin blood. Yeah. Yeah. blood. Young, young blood. Oh, that's awesome, yep. dude. We're at our uh, we're at about twelve thirty. I know you got to roll, but <clears throat> this was such an awesome experience coming out and visiting. And we'll revisit. We're definitely gonna get Quinn back on the episode to talk more about what he has going on uh, with his paddling and and his uh, nonprofit that's called Stand Up for the Great Lakes. Stand Up for Great Lakes. For Great Lakes. So, All right. Yeah, you want a reason? Yeah, there's a reason we call it Stand Up for Great Lakes. We think the Great Lakes are awesome, so the Great Lakes, Mm -hmm. but we thought like Elk Lake, Torch Lake, all these lakes that are around us are awesome too, so it's like Stand Up for Great Lakes, all of them. So that's kind of why we leave the the out. I mean, my plug for Stand Up for Great Lakes is like, you know, we're just normal guys that saw a problem, and we grew up here. We love the lakes. Like anybody that comes in contact with them falls in love. And like to see changes in our lifetime, it's it's scary and sad you know like i'm paddling in the northern part of superior which you would think would be the most prestige gorgeous water ever and we're seeing sheets of plastic huge sheets of plastic Hmm. that i'm pulling out during our paddle and um you know each lake has its own issue um so just i mean get involved we're normal dudes with jobs and that are passionate about it and we you know check us out yeah, right on, man. I'll plug, uh, I'll link to all your uh, social media and, and website and stuff in the show notes. So definitely check out what what he has going on. Um, and then Grant, thanks for joining us too. We're gonna yeah. get Grant his own episode as well. He's got a lot to say, and he does some pretty cool cool stuff with uh, his film work he's and everything. So yeah, he's a legit dude. Um, thank you so much for joining us. We love you guys. Until next time. Yeah, thanks for coming out. Yeah, bye guys. Bye bye. See. You.